Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Get your Bible pads. Go get your Bible. As a matter of fact, go get your Bible, man. Your hardcover Bible. Uh, We're going to be getting into three portions of scripture. Hopefully I can find the fourth one, but... um, Okay, let 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 me set up a premise before we get into this. Okay, watch this. Today we're celebrating Pentecost, all right? Uh, today is traditionally known as Pentecost, okay? Now, amen to that. Uh, Pentecost is one of the three Jewish feasts under the Old Testament that God said we should celebrate it perpetually forever throughout all their generations, which means um, I would assume that in, in post-crucifixion dispensation of the Holy Spirit, I don't see anything wrong with celebrating it. All right. Especially at the advent of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. All right. Okay. So um, here's what I want to say is this. From the day of Pentecost until now, the Holy Spirit has been pouring out of himself consistently, nonstop, the fullness of himself. All right. So never has there been a moment where the Holy Spirit is partially Pouring himself out. From the day of Pentecost, Holy Spirit has been fully pouring himself out. Now, watch this. The Bible says, with Jesus, the Holy Spirit gave Jesus, poured out his presence upon Jesus, who was also God, uh, without measure. Okay, now, the rest of us, the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, that we minister and prophesy according to the proportion of faith or according to our measure. All right, so watch this. The issue has never been the Holy Spirit. The issue has always been the vessels. We're the issue. It's never the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit pours out of himself at, at level 100. The issue is, according to Matthew 13, how your, how your good ground has been cultivated, you are either 30, 30, 60, 100 fold. All right? 
or uh, five talents, two talents, one talent. All right. So you see these these numbers being thrown out in the Gospels, red letter. All right. So watch this. The Bible says that you and I cannot minister outside our measure. We can't minister outside of our measure. Did you catch it? So the Bible says, uh, uh, <laughs> somebody, I see what you say. The Bible, <laughs> oh, okay. Somebody wrote, uh, seriously, you should deactivate the stars, uh, donating through Cash App. Oh, they're going to give through Cash App. I'm not trying to hear this. Oh, I'm going to bless you with stars. No Cash App. Oh, they're going to give through Cash App. <laughs> I'm not trying to talk. I'm not trying to hear that. Amen. Okay, so look, listen. We you can never prophesy beyond your measure. All right, you can never prophesy beyond your measure. The Bible calls that measure a proportion. Your proportion of faith. Now watch this. I call it I call it filters. Now the best way that I could describe this is in this manner by giving you a metaphor, not a metaphor, a typology. Okay, now look at this. The gasoline poured into the car. All right, now don't get technical and literal based on science. I want you to hear the parable or the, 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 uh, the, the type in the shadow. The gasoline poured into the car at your gas station is poured out in fullness. Watch this. I'm going to show you something. It's poured out in fullness. You fill your car. Now watch this. You're pouring in the gas. Jesus is pouring in the Holy Spirit. He's the baptizer of the Spirit. Now watch this. The gas goes into, uh, into the car. Now watch this. As it travels up from the place where the gas is stored into the motor, it's going... Uh, it's going to, uh, it's going through these mechanisms. What's this? Or compartments. As it's traveling up these compartments in a motor, it's getting to the combustion chamber or whatever that thing is, right? What's this? By the time it gets to the combustion chamber, it's not in fullness because each of these compartments has filtered it down. It started filtering it down, filtering it down, filtering it down. And by the time it gets to the combustion chamber, it's literally just drops. It's literally drops. It's never fullness because then, uh, the, I believe it's the carburetor, it would overflow and some other stuff. So it's literally just drops of gas and then the flame blows it the flame blows it and the pistons start going up and down but it's not in its fullness by the time it gets to the motor let me freely say this that the holy spirit has always poured out when you say god fill me the issue is by the time it gets through all of these Filters that we have in place in within us, by the time it gets to where it needs to get to, it is so uh, not diluted, it is so minimized 
that what we're getting now is what we would say, touch, a touch, a, we even say it, a touch from the Holy Ghost, a touch, a touch is nothing more than a drop, a drop of the Holy Ghost. Okay, now watch this. So the anointing is pure, coming down from Jesus, F fullness, he released but our filters, all these systems that are in place, these systems are what the Bible calls high things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God or just systems in our heart, in our mind. They're just there. They're just there. Right? So the gasoline pours it. We feel it like, we start getting it in. And then by the time, let me give you an example. God tells you, give that person a word and say this. By the time we go say it, that message is so minimized and filtered that many times we even miss the opportunity because we spend more time doing this. Lord, is this you? Lord, is this you? Father, is this really you? Lord, I don't want to be in emotion. Lord, Lord, is this really you, Father? You know, so by the time we say, watch this, by the time we go to the person, the anointing had done went through like four filters, right? And then there's another set of filters when we speak. So we'll say things like this. I'm not no prophet, uh, but, uh, you know, I kind of, I kind of felt something, but I'm not a prophet. And here's what I'm feeling. And, and watch this. God is saying, tell them I'm going to bless them with a million dollars. That's not how it comes out our mouths. We start saying things like this. The Lord says you're going to come into an enormous amount of money. That's not what God said. That is the filter that's there. See? Did you catch it? So God said, tell them a hundred thousand dollars. I'm going to release into their bank account so that they can do this. So we'll say, the Lord says, I see the Lord giving you an enormous amount of money. And you're going to be, you're going to come into a lot of cash. No, that, that takes away. That takes away. You know, that takes away from what God wants to say. Did you catch it? All right. Not to mention, not to mention, after you prophesy, People want to bless you. People want to, they want to bless you and they want to compliment you. I don't know what it is. We can't even take a compliment. Like, wow, thank you, my brother. Like, wow, you really ministered to me the word of the Lord. I'm good. No, no need for no thank yous. Uh, God, no, God really use you. I'm good. As a matter of fact, I want to bless you. Here's a check. I'm good. Like, what the heck? What the heck is going on? These are just like these filters. Okay, so watch this. So then on days like today, we pray, Lord, send revival. Send revival. Lord, Lord, break the old wineskin in our church. And God is saying, yeah, now you praying. That's what you're saying. You say, ah, uh, 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 the Holy Ghost is saying, Oh, now you praying. Now you praying my kind of prayer. Now you praying my kind of prayer. And then watch this. Watch this. Lord, send revival. Kudo 
We do it every year, 21 days, the month of January, break, God to break the chains. Okay, now watch this. It's funny. We're telling God to break the chains. The Holy Ghost is ready to break chains. And we say things like, Lord, break the old wineskin. Break the old wineskin. Okay, watch this. And then when he pours it out, we're trying to break the old wineskin with old wineskin. Wait a second. We're trying to break the old wineskin with old wineskin. Did you catch it? And I'm going to, and you can't, you can't remove old wineskin with old wineskin. It's not how this thing works. It's not how this thing works. Now, why? I'm going to give you four biblical references. I have it written here of why this happens. Four. Turn with me to the book of Job. Job 34. Job 34. Number one. Number one. I'm going to share with you why, how sometimes we try to use old wineskin to remove old wineskin. Just like you can't remove legalism with legalism. Okay. Watch this. The book of Job. The book of Job. Job 34. Am I talking good? Say amen. All right, let's get into the word now. The book of Job, let's go to verse, let's go, okay, Job 34, uh, well, I think it's Job 38, verse 7. Give me a second, go to 38, verse 7. Yeah, hold on a second. All right, give me a second, guys. All right, uh, the book of Job let me go into, yeah, yeah, book of Job. Yeah, book of Job. Okay. All right. Yeah, my bad. 39. <laughs> Job 39, verse 13. Number one, the reason number one why you can't remove old wineskin with old wineskin, and I'm going to show you old wineskin number one. Is, listen to me, you overcrush yourself. Listen, you can't experience breakthrough if you overcrush yourself. Now, what do I mean by that is this. In our quest to become pure, we try to make that which is absolutely pure even more pure. So we spend more time trying to be pure that we actually never do anything because we overcrush ourselves. Which means when the olive is crushed to extract the oil, we're trying to crush the oil. You missed what I just said. You don't crush the oil. You crush the olive and extract the oil. We spend more, so when the glory comes down, we overcrush ourselves with this sense of, God purify me, Lord purify me. So we spend more time Listen to me, revival never really breaks out in our ministry and in our church because we spend all of our times asking God to make us pure and we never move from there. So he makes us pure. So now the oil is pure and we're asking God to make the, the pure oil more pure. There's no more pure. It's already pure. Did you catch it? Okay, watch this. Look at verse 13. I'm going to show you something. The ostrich, the ostrich 
flaps her wings, Job 39, verse 13. The ostrich flaps her wings grandly, but they are no match for the feathers of the stork. Look at this. Look at verse 14. She lays her eggs on top of the earth. Oh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. The ostrich birthed something. The ostrich birthed something. Did you catch it? The ostrich birthed something. Watch this. Look at this. So that which she birthed is on the earth. Look what it's saying. Letting them be warm in the dust. Okay, look at this. Look at verse 15. Look at this. Look at this. Hallelujah. Watch this. Look what it says. Look what it says. She doesn't. Look at this. She doesn't worry that a foot might crush them or a wild animal might destroy them. Look at verse 16. She is harsh toward her own eggs as if they were not her own. She doesn't care if they die. Oh my God. Did you see the apostolic metaphor in that? What is this saying? Look at this. The ostrich birthed the egg, left the egg on the earth. Watch this. But because the ostrich is an ignorant animal, because it has a large body, a large calling, but a small brain, lacks little wisdom. Did you catch it? Now, what does this got to do with old white skin with old white skin? Because we can't expect revival to come if we're crushing the very thing we're birthing. And we do this by over crushing ourselves. Which means, baby, you got to get delivered from your self-esteem, low-level thinking of always thinking you're impure. God knows where your heart is. You can't spend the next 15 years talking about God. God, make me, make me pure. God, make me pure. God, make me pure. God, make me pure. And God is saying, go, go prophesy. God, make me pure. God, make me pure. Make me pure. Like, baby, you can't. Once the olive is crushed, the oil comes out. When the oil comes out, you can't crush oil. You can't crush oil. There's no more olive. Did you catch it? So the reason why we're still stuck on Pentecost is because we haven't transitioned from repentance phase. We're still on repentance Still praying. God, make me pure. God, make me pure. And God makes you pure. And then after that, it's like, Lord, make me pure again. Pure again. So when God starts giving you dreams, when God starts giving you visions, when God starts giving you confirmations to other people, immediately we go into, I'm not pure. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. God is speaking to you clearly in your dreams. And then when you tell a dream to somebody, baby, you can't, you got to get over that. You got to get over it. You're going to have to trust the crushing. In your life. You got to release that. You got to release the oil. You got to release the oil. You got to release the oil. But if you keep saying. God make me pure. God make me pure. God make me pure. God make me pure. Okay. God is saying I made you pure. Now what? Make me more pure. Lord make me more pure. And make my pure pure. Baby you got to get delivered from that. Because the crushing Removes olive oil. Removes the olive out of the oil. But once there's no more olive, what are you crushing? 
Your heart is already pure. Come on, 15 years later, and you're still asking God for 15 confirmations, a dream, and a prophet, and your pastor's blessing, still after, since, since 1999, you're still on that level? Come on, baby. Mm-mm. All these conferences you done went to? Amen. Number two, number two, a number two old wineskin. Okay. Uh, watch this. Watch this. Look at this. Number two, turn with me to John chapter five. The gospel of John chapter five. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get it in with this one. Jump down to verse, jump down to verse 39. Jump down to verse 39. Okay, watch this. Look at this. Watch this. The second, watch this. The second reason why the second old wineskin, and this one is going to rub you the wrong way, but let me finish the thought and then you'll understand what I mean. Watch this. Watch this. Being overly Jesus-centered is an old wineskin because Jesus wants you to be Holy Spirit centered. Oh, you missed that. You missed that. Ah, oh, you like, huh? Jesus is everything. Yes, he is for salvation. You missed what I just said. Okay. Let me, let, okay. Watch this. Let me, let me say, when you say, Lord Jesus, glorify yourself. Let me tell you what you actually praying for a spirit and a mantle for salvation to grip the audience. And that's as far as it goes, because that is Jesus primary function, save souls. Did you catch it? But if you're looking for the next level in your calling, in the prophetic, in the apostolic, in, did you catch it? It requires a transition of Jesus to Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit releases the prophets. The Holy Spirit releases the apostles. The Holy Spirit teaches you how to prophesy. Baby, Jesus don't teach you how to prophesy. Jesus teaches you how to preach the gospel. Did you catch it? So misunderstanding the role of the Godhead is old wineskin. Let me give you an example. This, this frustrates me more than anything. When I am preaching at a church for a school of deliverance, and y'all better hear me musicians because I ain't even biting my tongue on this one. When I come to your house and I do an altar call for mass deliverance, do me a favor. Do not play how great thou art. Don't play that. I can't minister in that. Because that salvation, that pro do me a favor. Don't play songs about the blood. No, you give me the song of the Lord. Get it in. Birth the song. Get it in. Warfare sound. Increase the atmosphere. Baby, don't give me. Don't give. Don't even give me break every chain. D do you know when people start singing break every chain, break every chain, my anointing for the mass deliverance goes out the window. It goes out the window. Because that song is not in reference 
it's in reference to Jesus and salvation enters the building and I'm not functioning in salvation if you invite me. I'm the deliverance guy. Did you catch it? Okay, watch this. Watch this. Let me read you a verse. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. John chapter 5 verse 39. Look at this. You search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life. But the scriptures point to me. Or in King James, the scriptures, the scriptures testify of me. Here is what happens. Watch this. Watch this. We read that verse. And what happens is we interpret. We interpret everything that's being preached and said through the lens of Jesus. Jesus. So every scripture that gets preached, we're going, yeah, that means Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. You know, uh, yeah, Jesus. Let me hear, let me, let me share a secret with you. Watch this. Every revelation doesn't reference Jesus. You know how I know? Let me give you one. Let me give you one. Let me give you one. I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the beast, the false prophet, and the antichrist. Where's Jesus in that? Where is Jesus in that? In that verse. I, John, saw three unclean spirits uh, jumping out of the beast, the false prophet, and the antichrist. Okay. Where is Jesus in that? There's no Jesus in that verse. There's no Jesus in that verse. So when we read verses like this in John, that the scriptures testify of me, he is not saying every scripture is testifying of him. No, that's not what Jesus meant. He is saying every messianic prophecy is in reference to me and I'm standing here before you, not everything that comes out of our mouth. So what happens is the Holy Spirit wants to move. Watch this. Uh, look at this. The Holy Spirit wants to move, but he can't because Jesus is in the way. Oh, you're not ready for this. Y'all not ready. Turn with me to John chapter 16. Look at this. John chapter 16, verse 7. Look at this. The Holy Spirit wants to move. He's like, oh, I'm ready to explode. I'm ready to explode. And then we default to Jesus. And he's like, can't do it. Can't do it. Because now salvation takes the whole thing. And he can't move. Why? Because we have put Jesus in the way and the Holy Spirit can't come because we have Jesus blocking the door. Oh, would you like a scripture? John chapter 16, verse 7. But in fact, red letter, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't leave, the advocate won't come. <laughs> But if I do go away, I will send him to you. Whoa! Jesus is saying that if you get me out of the way, the third person of the Godhead can come. And what happens is we start, God send revival. God send revival. Okay, what do you mean by that? Okay. No, oh, no, no. Matter of fact, let's switch it. Let's switch it. God 
Increase your glory. Yeah, that's even better. Lord, manifest your glory. Take us to another dimension. Yeah, because dimension and shift. Those are some apostolic terms. Lord, take us to the next dimension. Lord, let there be a shifting and a shifting of glory and at the atmosphere. Because, you know, that's our, that's our apostolic language. Well, guess what? That's Holy Ghost language. But when you start filtering that with Jesus, with Jesus, with Jesus... It creates another atmosphere. And Jesus said, if you don't remove me out of the way, listen, the advocate won't come. Now, in this context, for my heresy hunters, he's talking about today, the day of Pentecost. But in its allegoric sense, taking the truth and applying it to present day revelation and experience, it also means that what? That once Jesus, the model of Jesus, has its proper context, we, we know that Jesus' primary function is salvation. But the Holy Ghost comes in, and I'm going to show you how the Holy Ghost is different from Jesus. Watch this. You could blaspheme Jesus. You could even lie to Jesus. You know what he's going to do? He's going to do nothing. Jesus even said, you could, you could blaspheme me. It don't bother me. I'm still going to forgive you. The Holy Ghost is not like that. Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is not Jesus, even though he's Jesus. Holy Ghost don't play with mercy. Holy Ghost don't do that. You lie, you blaspheme the Holy Ghost. There's no forgiveness. You don't believe so? Ask Ananias and Sapphira. They lied to the Holy Ghost. They should have just lied to Jesus because they'd still be alive. But they lied to the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost don't play that. Holy Ghost don't play that. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is not coming for the work of redemption. Holy Ghost is coming to, to bring shit. Amen. Amen. You know what I mean. Okay. That's number two. Number two. Okay. Number three. Turn with me to John chapter 13. John 13 verse 15. John 13 verse 15. Look at this. All right. Look at this. Look at this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Look at this. Number three old wineskin that's like a filter in our mind is this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Is it's not when you're talking about, I'm not talking about salvation. I'm not talking about salvation. If you're, if you're a new Christian and you're still growing, stay in the realm of, of Jesus. But if you're a mature believer, the Bible even says in Hebrews chapter 6 that we have to move on beyond Jesus into the realm of the powers of the age to come. It actually says that. It says leaving the elementary things of the doctrine of Christ. Oh, don't play with me, man. The author, you will go read this. Hebrews chapter six, verse one is actually telling you, you got to grow beyond Jesus. The verse tells you, it says, leaving the elementary things of Christ, which means when you deal with Christ and Jesus, that's baby Christian stuff. Now, that, now don't shoot the messenger. The author of Hebrews said that. It's, it, it says it right there. It says... Let us leave the elementary things of the doctrine of Christ, 
which means anything that has to do with Christ and Jesus is baby Christian. It's milk. Watch this. But anything beyond Christ is what? Holy Ghost stuff. Next level. Okay, so let me say this. If you're lost in this teaching, you don't have to feel bad. You're still on milk. Amen. Praise God. You're on milk. I'm here to, I, God sent me here to help you grow. Now, if this is too much for you, just enjoy the teaching and let it fly over your head. You're not ready for the next level. So stop praying for it. Just stay with Jesus until God feels that you're ready. And he will tell you now. Okay, watch this. Okay, look at this. The third thing is this. How long have I been on? Okay, 38 minutes. Watch this. Look at this. Look at this. The third thing is this. When you want to get to the next dimension and remove old wine skin, watch this. Watch this. Look at this. It's not what would Jesus do. <laughs> y'all not, not ready. You're this. Let me tell you something. The next dimension is not what would Jesus do? WWJD. You know, we get the braces, we get the tattoos. WWJD. Oh, if you're still on WWJD, you're a baby Christian. Because it's not what would Jesus do? In this dimension of glory and next level, it's not WWJD. It's not what would Jesus do. It is do what Jesus did. Y'all not ready for this. Y'all not ready for this. You can't get the next level of the Holy Spirit if you're thinking about, if every time the Holy Spirit, this is why pastors are so stuck, because I was stuck years ago. The Holy Spirit starts moving, and I try to find a scripture of the way, of, of the, of what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do in this moment? What would Jesus do? And let me tell you something. I couldn't find anything, so you know what I would do? I would just jump into, hallelujah, hallelujah, the Holy Ghost is here. Amen, the Holy Ghost is here. And that's it. That's as far as I went. That is far as I went. Because I didn't know how to navigate. I didn't know how to navigate. It's not what would Jesus do. It's do what Jesus did. Would you like a scripture? Oh yeah. Let me give it to you. John chapter 13 verse 15. Look at this. Look at this. I... This is Jesus talking. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. <laughs> oh my God. Yo, look at what Jesus said. He said, I've given you an example to follow. Oh my God. Do as I have done to you. Basically... It's not what would Jesus do? It's do what Jesus did. We don't know how he cast out devils. So we go and cast out devils. We don't know how many people he healed, but we go forward and heal people. We don't know all the revelation, all the revelation. That Jesus released. The Bible says that there was. That the Bible says that they didn't even write down in the gospels everything he said. But we know. Li listen. Listen. Listen to what I'm saying. Ah, Jesus said. 
You do what I did. Don't WWJD. Let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit would move. And I would literally try to find the scripture in my head of how Jesus did it. Going Demons manifest. And I'm going through the files in my head. And I... And pastors do this all the time. Demon manifested in the back of the church. And you see them. They walk the other way. Talking about. Let me tell you what they're doing. They're trying to find a scripture. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? They don't know what he did. Because it's not WWJD. It's do what Jesus did. Go to the back. And go cast that devil out. Of that person, help them get free, get them saved, and lead them to become a member of your church. That's easy. Listen, we don't know how the early church really had revival. Let me let me tell you something. You know, sometimes, sometimes, in our ignorance, we look at biblical verses and we think that they're prescriptive. And we forget that that's the way that they did it. And sometimes we try to just, we don't know what to do. So we just do it the way they did it. Let me tell you how bad it is. Because we just don't know. If you leave it up to the Christian. Holy Ghost, tongue talking kind. If they could, because they don't know what Jesus did. They'll just do what would Jesus do. They'll pray. Don't get mad, but I'm going to say it. If if you leave it, I promise you that if, the, if a Christian knew Aramaic, they'll pray in Aramaic because they don't know anybody. Else. Why? Jesus prayed in Aramaic. Uh-huh. And God, God moved through Jesus uh-huh. through our Aramaic language. Uh-huh. I promise you that if you could speak Aramaic and if you could literally speak Aramaic, I promise you, you, you pray in Aramaic because you don't know because... What would Jesus do? Well, he prayed in Aramaic. So let's pray in Aramaic. So Jesus rock a prayer shawl. We're going to rock a prayer shawl. It's not what would Jesus do. Do what Jesus did. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. This was a good word. And you're going to sow a seed to this. Oh, yeah. If this was good and I gave you a powerful revelation, something to think about, you're going to sow a seed. Oh, yes, you are. The information is right there. Dollar sign Alexander Pagani. You're going to sow a seed right now and be like, man, you're going to put, you're going to put old wineskin as the information. Old wineskin, which means this message, this revelation. Oh, yeah. Sow a seed. This is, and the only reason I'm sharing this today is because today is Pentecost. But I, you know what I saw today all over Facebook is WWJD. Ugh. I'm trying to be nice. Today, I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. You're going to sow a seed. If you are blessed, if this was a powerful revelation for you, I want you to say, man of God, you have challenged me. You have challenged my way of thinking on the Holy Spirit. Listen, I want to tell you, stop hindering the Holy Spirit. Stop hindering the Holy Spirit. Stop. Stop hindering him.
with all of these systems, all of these systems. Yeah, amen. Praise God, to God be the glory. And let me tell you something, this revelation I didn't get from no book. Holy Ghost, you want to know how I'm able to learn this revelation? It's because this is what God told me years ago about my life. Because I was one of those, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? And then finally it dawned on me, just do what Jesus did. <laughs> That's why in our ministry, we don't talk about the need to cast out devils. We just go and cast out devils and then the Holy Spirit checks us and fixes us, us later. All right? Amen and amen. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.